Hood Talks podcast, where community voice is celebrated, elevated, and uplifted. Join us. Hey, what is up, y'all? It's your girl, Vanna. And man, I've really been thinking a lot lately about the rise, not only in addictions, but also overdoses in our communities and the lack of awareness around resources for this specific issue. It truly breaks my heart to see so many in our community dying due to drugs. And I even read recently somewhere that overdose deaths among black males have risen by 15%. Then also having my own personal experiences and witnessing others close to me experience the effects of having a loved one facing addiction, I just felt I needed to link up with my girl, Nicole, executive director at Prevent Ed. Because when I say they are doing the work, they are doing that. Not only do they lead the conversation on alcohol and other drugs, their work is preventing the harms of alcohol and other drug use through education, intervention, and advocacy. She got your girl hip and informed me that they are offering an adult assessment and referral program that provides non-biased assessments for substance use disorder. Through this program, they have experienced counselors who can help you or a loved one identify the right level of care and course of action based on your specific situation. They will connect you or a loved one with care providers that can help on the recovery journey that best fits you. They are completing assessments for $25. But hey, if you're struggling like most and your funds are low, they have scholarship funding available to help. Sounds like something you need to tap into? Go on over there and hit hit them up at 314-962-3456. Or you can email info at prevented.org. And let them know you heard about their adult assessment and referral program from your girl, Vanna, at the Hood Talks podcast. But y'all know your girl, right? And I got to say this one last thing, which really hits for me. And that is, as a large nonprofit, Prevent Ed is also putting in that racial equity work. They're working to become an anti-racist organization. You don't believe me? Well, go on over to their website at prevented.org to check them out. And please share this resource, y'all. You just never know who you can help. Hey, what is up, y'all? It's your girl, Vanna, and I am bringing the Hood Needs segment to you.
we are going to learn about a great organization out here. And this one, it is definitely, whew, I'm, I'm going to get into it. I'm going to get into it. I'm going to let my guests introduce themselves. Hey! Hey, how you doing? Thank you for having me tonight. Shouts out to Hood Talk. I uh, appreciate you for having me tonight. No, thank you for joining me. Um, I'm so excited to be able to uplift you all, not only just the organization, but the story. Um, and so I'm going to sit back and I'm going to let you take the mic and go ahead and tell the people who you are and the organization that you represent. All right. Thank you so much. Uh, again, I'd like, I just like to say thank you for having me tonight and giving us the opportunity, me and my family, the platform um, to, to share on your platform. So thank you. Uh, my name is Carlos Ball. I am the brother of Kerry Terrell Ball Jr., um, a young man who was shot and killed by uh, two St. Louis City police officers, April 24th, 2013. And as you all know, today is April 26th. It's actually my grandmother's, if she was alive, 80th birthday. So happy uh, birthday to my grandmother. Um, this would have been our 80th birthday. So is it being April 26th, it's only two days away from the ninth uh, year um, anniversary of his death. Um, so, um, me and my family started an organization in his honor, um, to help children in our community, help provide them with resources, linking them to resources, helping to provide, uh, things that they need, such as, um, like warm pajamas, um, hats, gloves, scarves, things of that nature during the winter months, you know, then we also, uh, help provide, uh, have provided some PPE gear last year, um, as well as distributed toys and um, things of that nature. Mm -hmm. uh, we started the organization initially <clears throat> the year uh, following his death. Like I said, we start, um, he died April 24, 2013. So we started the organization um, the following year in 2014, but we actually became 100% 50C3 uh, recognized and became a organization in May 7, 2020. And since then, we've been doing the work completely. Uh, before that, we did giveaways and givebacks in his honor, mm -hmm. um, starting back in 2014, uh, following the exact year to date that he passed, we would go down to the community in which he was killed and provide that community with food, um, like barbecue, hot dogs, um, chips, soda, things of that nature, because not only was it a traumatic day for us, but it was definitely a traumatic day for the people in that community to watch something so tragic um, take place. Um, yeah. Many children were affected by that. Um, many people were affected by that, but definitely the, uh, the children in that community. So we always would like to go down there, um, give a give back in my brother honor, just to keep his memory, legacy and name alive. Um, so like I said, we would do that. Mm -hmm. And we began doing the giveaways with the pajama giveaways, assisting with other organizations, helping to distribute coats and things of that nature um, throughout the years. And we've just been um, having our boots on the ground and doing the work in the community ever since. Boots on the ground. That, that's important. Yeah. Um, those organizations sometimes don't get enough of the light. Um, it's the ones that's boots on the ground, close right. to the people. Um, and I love how you said that you guys go back to the space where, um, you know, he got killed and take care of the community there mm -hmm. because it is traumatic. I think about um, now 
um, you know, I'm and your family had to endure this, and I'm so sorry for your loss, and I'm sorry for you having to endure this pain. Um, but it's also a pain to the community because we continue to keep ha having it happen and keep seeing it happen, um, and it's just becoming so um, normal, unfortunately, and it shouldn't be. Um, right. So taking care of the, the the people in that space who witnessed that loss um is is incredible right incredible um, and, um like i say my brother was always about the people so um that's why we decided to start the organization because at the time of his death he was actually in college to become a, a social worker he was a human service major when he passed um he had a 3.86 grade point average um mm. getting um getting ready to re receive his emergent scholar award actually on the day that he got buried was the day of the ceremony. Um, so he was, like I said, he was always about the people, always about uh, the underdog. So that's why we like to provide the resources to the community, especially the children, uh, because we're really big on education, as I stated, his honor um, roll student. So um, he would also, um, we also, last year we distribu distributed over um, 200 book bags with uh, supplies to get the kids ready back to school. Okay, wow. So just trying to keep his legacy going, um, which I'm shout out to you all for doing that. Cause I think sometimes too, when these situations happen, uh, you know, certain spaces and media could like tear people down and you not get to know who the human was, the real person. Um, so you all are keeping him alive in a sense. Um, so kudos to you all. So you, you talked about what you all do, which is a lot of, you know, supporting the community. Um, you said partnering with other organizations, which I think is a great thing, um, you know, that you, you we have to work together in our community. We need everyone, all hands on board. Um, but one thing that I do wanted to, to kind of get into um, mm -hmm. is how can the community support you all? What can we do to help with an organization, with your organization that you have? So um, one of the biggest ways that people could help is um, follow us, definitely follow our Justice for Carry Ball Dream page on Facebook. Um, you can email us at info at carryontheball.org just to see um, what events we have coming up next, such as like back to school supplies that people would you know, want to donate. Um, any of those things, any of the giveaways or givebacks that we're having, um, they could just reach out to myself. Um, my Facebook name is Carlos Ball. Um, just reaching out to the organiza uh, organization to see what are some of the needs that we may have that will allow us to assist the community um, even further. Right now, we uh, actually, we, we, we currently have, you know, uh, gently use uh, prom dresses and shoes that we're trying to help the young ladies with for prom. Um, so we're get also gonna gear up in a minute to get back uh, for the back to school. Even we're working with like um, organizations like Navigate SDL and the education field to help with that. So just reaching out to the organization to see um, what we have coming up and how people may be of uh, some support that uh, benefit and support the community. So people can start donating now. Um, like they can reach out to us, um, like I said, through those, uh, through our uh, Justice for Carry page, that you can follow our organization, the Carry on the Ball Inc. Uh, Inc. Uh, 
as well as you can um, PayPal through PayPal, and that's okay. info at carryontheball.org. Okay. Um, just many different ways that people can reach out and be support to us. Okay. All right. Well, you guys are doing some things, um, and I just want to know, like, what what would you say is one of the things that you're most um, proud of that your organization does? Um, providing those uh, resources and seeing the smiles on those children's faces when um, they come to pick up those things, you know, those pajamas, those toys, backpacks, and seeing the, um, the and feeling the appreciation from the people in the community, you know, um, especially with, like I said, with us being in a place in the space where we created this organization um, behind a tragedy. So to see us still um, going forward and trying to be of some assistance um, gives us some type of, um, you know, gratitude and it, it allows the people in the community to see that we are uh, still fighting. And so that's one of the biggest things I'm proud of is being able to support people in doing our own tragedy. Yeah. Yeah. Is there anything specifically that you guys may do um, at all around, um, you know, policing, community at all with, you know, things that that has happened in do you guys at all? Yes. So um, my mom is a really huge advocate. Uh, we're working for uh, fatal state violence and um, our city defenders and other organizations and we also meet with a lot of lawmakers to discuss, you know, uh, different bills and things of that nature, legislature, because, um, you know, us doing a give back and everything is great. But uh, the ultimate goal is to see these type of things change in our community. So we do a lot of work as far as, you know, that, that goes. Um, like I said, my mom is doing excellent work with the uh, FSV, um, the fatal state violence, you know, to get some laws and different things like that change because we already know until they are held accountable, it won't stop. Yes, I agree. The accountability piece is what we're missing. Um, and that's why we keep losing so many tragically um, in this situation. And then it's a lot of them who are innocent. Right, right. And it's very, very, very much so um, a lot that are innocent because there are many different ways that um, the police, you know, could handle these situations, everything with our people. And I say our people of color, black yes. people, yes. You know, Hispanic people, yes. just people of color is doing different ways that these situations can end without the loss of life. Yes. So um, if we don't work towards you know, holding them accountable, who will? So it's very important that we do things uh, of that nature to bring a stop to this. I agree. I agree. Because these are not just human beings. There's People's son, brothers. Yeah, right. Brothers, daughters, yeah, sisters, mothers, you know what I'm saying? Because it's not even it's sad, it's not even just isolated to only the black men, you know, no. or men only. You see black women, you see Hispanic women, you know, it's crazy. Um yeah. the way that they choose to uh, you know, deal with us, you know, and our our organization also uh helps with trauma support. Uh we grab grad with grassroots organization again, you know. We don't uh, have any grants, but donations for us keep coming in. So that's why, you know, we stress to the community, if you would like to support us in that way, you could. Right, right, right. That's a good one. I think a lot of times um, the trauma after those situations don't get addressed either. It's true. Yeah, because a lot of families may not be able to 
tap into that space, you know, mental health, therapy, counseling. Right. And just seeing how important those things are. Um, I know the um, some of the counseling that I received um, since my brother has passed has helped me to uh, be able to continue going because it's heavy. It's a heavy, it's a heavy, heavy load to carry. Um, not to mention, you know, just other life stuff too as well, but yeah. carrying, you know, things of this nature and doing the work of the community, it's, yeah. it, it, you have to take in a lot because you have to make certain people back burn yours. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have to be able to release at the same time. So, you know, that being able to be trauma support to people is great because sometimes people just don't know which direction to go in after um, having a tragic death of this magnitude or anything yeah. like that. Yeah, I can only I can only imagine. Um, and again, kudos to you for having to uh, be here. And I know it's a, a the organization is a good thing, but still, you have a tragic situation that you know happened that is this space has created though. Um, but it's still a, a loss, and you have to keep reliving it in a way. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. yeah, but like I said, you know, being able to help the community, you know, also keep my brother legacy and name alive and um, doing the work that we do also motivates and inspires me to keep going, too. So I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. Um, but like I said, get out here and do something in the community. Um, we don't all have the same uh, um, task in, in the community. But um, we all have a part of this fight in the community. You know, that could be passing out water. That can be um, assisting on bus stops, you know, with making sure that people, kids make it home. Anything that you can do, get out here and do it in your community because we're the ones who have to grow up here, live here. Some of us raise our children here. So it's all of our job collectively to help try to make the community better because not only um, do we want to see things of this nature, how we want to see the vibes in our community stop. So get involved. That's the biggest thing I can say. Do something to get involved. And it- how can the community, and this is from, you know, not just your organization, but maybe even on a personal level, how can the community support more, um, support people who have had this traumatic experience? How can we better support you all? Um, I would say, um, you know, reaching out to them. Um, and always, again, reaching out to them, but also checking on your strong friends. You know what I'm saying? Check on those strong people. Because, um, for example, myself, I know I'm a person that tries to keep everything in and keep it all together. But also, like at times, you know, I feel myself needing to uh, get a release and get an outlet and get some things off of me. Because um, not only the work that I do um, with the organization, but my day-to-day work, you know, I work with young people helping them uh, with their resources and their barriers and connecting them to jobs and training and assisting them with their high school diplomas and um, getting certifications and things of that nature. So check on them, you know, reach out to them, um, (laughs) invite them to spaces um, that are comfortable for them to heal in. Um, Just creating healing spaces for people because I feel like especially people who do the work in the community go so hard all the time. Sometimes they forget about themselves and the spaces they need to heal to continue doing the work that they do. Because, um, you know, sometimes you can get compassion fatigue. You can get burnout. Yeah. Um, it can be oh, very overwhelming. So yeah. just uh, people in the community definitely reach out 
and um, link to people that are doing the work um, resources with, you know, making sure that they're stay, they stay in the space in which they are very, um, continue to be a big asset to the community. Yes, that part. I so agree with you. <laughs> um, our community is, community work is hard. Um, mm -hmm. But I think we have a lot less people in this space who's authentic. Mm -hmm. that? Who's authentic. And so the ones who are really authentic and who really care, they get double the work. Yeah, that's real. That's real. Yeah. Like, um, you know, like you uh, stated, um, the ones they, they get, they don't own a lot of credit or accolades, awards, none of this stuff will come with this type of work. But we don't do it for that reason, right? We so, don't do it for that reason. Uh, yes. We do it because it's what we're supposed to, it's what we call to do. Yes. Um, but another thing I wanted to mention was when you asked me what am I most proud about when it comes to what we're doing, the organization and the type of work, another thing that is a big ROI return on investment for me is knowing that we provided those things to those children. So the children themselves or the parents don't have to do whatever to go out there and get those things, you know? Yes. You know, because, you know, we live in some times where people going to get it how they live in order to make sure that, they, they get what they need. And especially parents, yeah. parents gonna do whatever they have to do to make sure that their kids have the things they need. So if we can be that extra layer of support to provide those book bags and uh, school uh, school giveaway items and things of that nature, get them ready for school, they can take a lift and burden off of their back. You know, seeing those kids on the bus stop, you don't got to point it out yourself, but just knowing in your head and your heart, like that's one of the book bags that, you know, yeah. That young man or that young lady, she look, he or she look nice, you know. And I, we, we were help a part of that, and or seeing you know pictures of the families when they take the pajamas with the uh, the kids take the pajamas and stuff like that, knowing that you help make somebody warm. So you also um, yes. stop somebody from doing something that they felt like they had to do. I was just about to say that is yeah. so real. If we provide what they need for basic needs, kids gotta go to school. They need yeah. crayons yeah. and pencils. So you know, this is something that they're gonna need. So the the father ain't gotta stress about let me go hit this up, yeah. go hit this lick because I gotta figure out. I can go. Well, you don't know how many lives have been affected and changed by just that small gesture that has had a huge impact. You know. Yeah. But that's what I mean when I say when you're on the grounds doing the work, you know those things. You see those things. You right. see those changes. And you see that impact. And you can you can relate and you understand. So you be like, you can go hard for them, them to get them book bags. <laughs> you can go hard to get them pajamas because you are on the grounds and you know that some small things like that that somebody else take for granted is everything to somebody else. Right. It's everything to a child. I would say that's why I would always say when people um, send out donations or anything, you know, no matter how big or small, but every small gesture has a big, huge impact because you don't know what that $15, $20 may have done. They may have bought an entire warm pajama set and kept that kid warm from catching colds or sleeping on the floor or anything of that nature. And um, so exactly like last year, we had a goal of 80 we were able to, uh, we surpassed that and we were able to serve 116 children to, in order to keep, with pajamas to keep them warm. Yeah. So in the year before that, we only were able to do 40. So we doubled that. Yeah. And then superseded our, <laughs> the double, you know, the amount yeah. that we doubled it. So we just wanted to continue to grow. You know, we wanted to uh, 
become an annual thing. And it's, for me, I, I envision this getting as big as um, the Andy Malone May Day Parade, getting as big as the Thanksgiving Parade. I want it to be something that people feel good that I donated to this because I know it's a great cause. I know this organization is doing the work by providing these things to the community. Yeah, that part. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, we got to keep it going because I feel like only we can save us. Um, you know. Come on, this is the Hood Talks podcast. Yeah. Yes. Only, only we can uh, save us. Yeah. Um, you know, we can even go further with all the laws and different things put in place. Like, we got to save us. These are our communities. These are our uh, black and brown bodies laying on the streets, mm. um, being slain in the streets. Um, being strung out on the corners, all of that, you know, that are incarcerated unjustly and given ridiculous sentences. So it's upon us to save us. Yes. So that's why I say whatever you can do in your community, get involved. You know what I mean? Yeah. Simple as, you know, like you said, doing the work or having a platform like this that gives people the opportunity and that safe space to express and also not only express, but um, give an opportunity to showcase what they're doing. Yes. That's work in the community. We all have a job to do. Yes, we all got a job to do. Mm -hmm. And yeah, we need these spaces. I agree to to give people the space to be able to share what they're doing because it's valid and it's important. Yeah. It like I feel like we need to use unconventional methods as well as some of the traditional methods. Yes. You know, you you remember times when we were coming up where uh, our moms or dads or you know whoever we were in the house with be away at work they were not worried about us not being able to make it back home mm -hmm. and, and stuff like that because we had those real neighbors that actually cared and they could tell us okay you know you're too far off down the street just because your mama not here you had them yeah <laughs> so yeah. those are one of those traditional things i spoke about and even like i said some of the unconventional new methods you know somebody you know like we can use all this technology for things Let's get together and come up with something. Okay, we know that these group of people or neighbors is watching the block today to mm -hmm. say, you know, they watching the block. Okay, you know, they making sure the kids safe to play outside because it don't even seem like you get to see kids be kids anymore. You don't. I, I don't. Um, I don't allow my children to play outside much in the front yard at all. Um, I, I I closed off my deck. <laughs> So they can have some type of play, but it's still not, you know, you still gunshots is and you're doing the and you're doing the correct thing as a mother by keeping them safe. So it is our it's job. Harmful to them because yeah. they're active. You know, the sun is good for their there's little bodies to, to mm -hmm. endure. Like we all need sunlight, right? But right. if your if your streets ain't safe for you to go outside, you're not gonna go outside. Right. Yeah, you're going to rather your kid be sitting there at the game and playing the game all day, you know? Because I remember, I look at, you know, yeah, like my nieces and nephews, like I was out here at the palace. Yeah. At the limelight, yeah. yeah. At those spaces, I will dare not let. <laughs> because it's not safe anymore. You don't feel that safety to allow your children to go to these spaces. So you like her, I'll give you this tablet, which is probably not, you know, any it's not better, but it's it's safer. I know you safe. I know where you are. I know nothing's gonna harm you or happen to you. And but 
like you said, how do we get back to some of those other ways where we took care of the community? We cared about who our neighbors were. We cared about who was riding up and down the block and didn't belong there because we wanted our children to be interactive with each other. We wanted our children to play. Um, my children probably will never have friends on her on their streets because we don't play with the neighbors. Um, wow. like play with yeah. the neighbors, you know? Yeah, and that's because that's where some of our lifelong friends come from, you know. Exactly. Like my best friend to this day was my next door neighbor when we were nine and ten. You know what I'm saying? Like I think that's for those. Yeah, so that's why we have to do what we got to do to get the communities back because, exactly. like I said, you're doing a great thing as a mother by. Making sure that they don't play in the front yard because bullets don't have names on them. No, they don't. Um, protecting and securing your deck so they have some place to go. And also giving them the tools they need to be um, stimulated while in the house because yeah. they don't get that outside engagement. Don't get the outside and engagement. you're doing that right. But what's unfair is the fact that you have to do that. Yes. That's what's unfair. So we have to get back to, um, to that type of uh, that method of living in our community so and i think you go back to what you're saying about it takes us mm -hmm. we have to develop a code again yeah i don't feel there's no saving there's not you know um there's no saving grace there's not one size fit all or one person that's coming to save our communities i don't think you can police your way out of this we can't uh be political about this this is definitely going to have to be boots on the ground door to door community by community work you know see something and I'm not saying like she's something to say something to snitch on nobody, but we're going to have to get to a place where we okay with be like, okay, that's your people. Tell your peoples, can he make it meet his people two blocks over? The kids play out here. Yeah. Them, your, them your little cousins, them your sons. Take that. Them they can't right here. They smoke yeah. and get high and drunk right here. The get kids need to be able to play right here. Yeah. So they like, reduce kids getting shot because the guys that it may be looking for them, they're not to come down this block because they're not finding what you're going to look for. Yeah, part. people at that time, you know, us growing up community that was separated from us. You know, guys wouldn't make their sales or do nothing like that on a place where we played basketball, football, and was yeah, outside. Anything that was like, go on over to that basketball court and do join yeah. life. Yeah, they're gonna push you on the way. We gotta yeah. get back to that. We're like, you don't, like you don't get on down the street. Now, go on, the girl. <laughs> yeah, you don't go somewhere. Yeah, yeah, this is grown folks. Um, I grown think. Folks. We ain't we ain't distinguish that no more. There's no grown folks, kids, none of that. And I think, yeah, we have to bring the lines that. have been blurred too bad, too much. Yeah, because I'm gonna say it ain't even just adults nowadays. Mm -hmm. Our youth ain't got no hope. Yeah, so we got to give it back to them. We got to give it back to them. Yes, with the boost. Because I had made a joke the other day with somebody. I was saying, do kids even scrape their knees anymore? That part. I, I don't remember the last time I saw a kid with no scraped knee. <laughs> they ain't out here playing like that. They ain't out here playing no more. They might get some splinters in their butt or something. They might get a crook in their leg. Yeah. Stop playing the game all the time, but that's about it. Yeah, that's sad. It is. It's sad. Yeah, so we got to get back to it so we can enjoy that outside. Like you said, that sun is great for us, you know? Great for us. We need it. Yeah, we do. Our children need that. Yeah, for sure. We got to get back. We got to get back. And we, it's going to keep taking for us to keep having these conversations, mm -hmm. uplifting the things that are good in our community. Um, and like I said, just bringing back a code, a standard. Yeah. 
And that's one thing I love that the work I feel that what our organization is doing, it allows kids to be children, you know, because you see the smiles on kids' faces, you know, being able to provide those book bags and things and pajamas and stuff, let's like know that like, you get to see them as a, ch a children still. Those lines don't get blurred when they can still remain to be kids, you know, because you see the excitement when they receive those stuff, the toys and different things of that nature. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, kids, man. Mm -hmm. The innocence, the innocence, little kids. We definitely got to get back out here and make some stuff shake for the next generation. So, That's real. Yeah. Yes. That's right. We own it. Yes, we own it. We yes. Because here go one great organization that's doing it. So grateful um, for you to come in and share about the organization and what you all do um, because it's needed. And I love. I love the fact that it's coming from the people who's been impacted. Right. That's 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 powerful. It's coming from the people that's been impacted, and we don't get to hear enough from them or right. see enough from them. So thank you. I appreciate it. And I also, too, uh, I did forget to mention that on Facebook, follow our uh, Carry on the Ball Inc. page as well. Not just our Just for Carry Ball Junior page, but the Carry on the Ball Inc. page. That will be where everyone will find the bulk of the information for the upcoming events and things of that nature that we're doing. For instance, like the back to school giveaway we're having August 13th. Um, we're actually going to be partnering with Navigate SCL, and that'll be in O'Fallon Park. So um, that'll be one of the things that is coming up. There may be some events before. That's why we would ask everyone and encourage everyone to follow our Carry on the Ball, Inc. Facebook page. Is there anything else you want to leave the people before we um, Yes, I would just say get involved in uh, something in your community uh, right now before uh, – it happens to you. I don't want this to continue to happen to people, family, in order for them to get out here. So, y'all, what y'all need to do, you heard them, go follow them on Facebook, Carry on the Ball, Inc. All right. Check them out. Go support however you can. It's, it's just saying, hey, this is this space, and they're giving out backpacks in August or whenever. Whatever that can be. Just uplift it. If you got donations, you can send send the donations. If you got money, you can spare and send the money. Um, and just support. Um, one thing I want to say is make sure that we do really support these small, on-the-ground, grassroots organizations. Um, because usually they are the ones closest to the people. Um, yeah. And that we need to make sure that they're getting just as much support from the community as any of these other ones out here. Okay, y'all? Right. So on that note, y'all, your girl, I, I told y'all I'm going to keep bringing you all the resources and all the good information about these great organizations that's out here. So make sure y'all keep tapping in. And on that note, we out.
Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube page and also follow us on all our social medias. And you can find all of that information at www.thehoodtalks.com.